Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of P.S. A Podcast. I'm your host, Reg Thomas, and today we're going to be interviewing one of my closer friends in comedy, Wale Olukayude. Wale is a stand-up comedian and filmmaker. Me and him first met and became friends in college. We both went to bring college together. Wale tells great stories, and I'm very excited to tell his story. Me and Wale have collaborated together in the past on sketches. We write together on a lot of jokes. Uh, he's someone who I work with when there's, whenever I'm fleshing out ideas for my stand-up. So it's very happy to be sharing one of the minds who I come to uh, for my for like where I should be going with my material. It's very exciting for me to share that with you guys. So I'm looking forward for you guys to seeing about it and hear more about Wale. So thank you. Reg Thomas is not a role model. He is a comedian. Some of the things he says may cause a person to get hurt, expelled, arrested, possibly deported. To put it another way, if you're offended by this, don't blame end stars. Time for a smoke session. <coughs> I don't know what to say about Kanye. This is, I always say men look bad in a breakup. No matter what. Especially if like the breakup is because he did some dirt. Men look bad, but Kanye looks really bad. Like, whoa, <laughs> Kanye looks terrible. Terrible. Yeah? I'm trying to think of like the long-term effects of this. This breakup looks makes him look terrible. And just so unplayer. You can't hate on the next dude. You can't hate on the next dude. If your girl girl women choose, people choose. And I have an issue about when men choose, like when men want to switch teams and get to a new girl and how the current girl loses her mind. That's a whole nother thing. Women feel like they can never get chosen up on. Like you can't get dumped because I want, because I found someone better. But that's another story. Yeah, Kanye out here doing the most. He made a room with that homie that Pete was sleeping with like Hillary Clinton. Like, yo, first of all, who would not sleep with Hillary Clinton? First, that's a powerful woman. I would I would definitely knock that down. I would clap them cheeks. I would clap Hillary. Let me tell you why. Not that I would enjoy it. I wouldn't. But that's a powerful woman. Like, we're talking about someone who's probably had keep people killed. And it's okay. You know what? I know for a fact Hillary Clinton has had people killed because I'm Haitian. And I know that for a fact, all right? Her and Bill were running amok. And I don't think that the sex would be good. Because the way Bill was running around town, I know it was going to be wax sauce. But you need that in your pocket. A world leader? Come on. Now. One time for the one time. But with that being said, let it be known, I called it a long time ago. Years ago, I said Kanye was going to pull an OJ. And I hope he doesn't. The irony in it would be too nuts. Like, up pops, help get OJ off. Just for his daughter to end up with a psycho black dude who's over the hill. It's like mental mental disease is crazy. Mental disease is a real problem. And I'm sorry that Kanye. I, like Kanye says he's not crazy. I, I, I ain't cool. But when you seem crazy, acting crazy, broke is one thing. Acting crazy with a billion dollars is nuts. Acting crazy with a billion dollars is crazy. I'm tired of seeing those boots. I'll tell you that much. I don't want to see those boots anymore. Those boots have got to go. I'm over those boots. Because at first I was like, I just got to do it. And then like maybe a month of the boots, you were like, all right, you know what? Some of these fits weren't so bad. But now we like three months into the boots. I'm like, all right, dog. Like you, What is this? 
And then like, and then like, what was the girl? Julia Fox. That was crazy. She was like, y'all thought I was a, a lost girl in love. I came up. I'm like, we will never talk about you again. I promise you. We will never. We are we are purposely trying to forget about you as soon as possible, Julia Fox. You ran around the country with this nigga three months, two months maybe, in the same outfit. I don't know what that was about. That was not, You had leather pants on every day. Every day you had leather pants on. That was concerning. This podcast is brought to you by NSTARS. For the latest news in Hollywood, follow NSTARS.com. E-N-S-T-A-R-Z.com. All right, so welcome back to PS, a podcast. I'm your host, Reg Thomas. Uh, this is episode three or four, I believe. I'm very excited to have my guest on today. He's a, one of my close friends of comedy. I was friends with him before I got into comedy. We went uh, to Brooklyn College together. He got me into comedy, actually. I, there we go. And, uh, <laughs> but, you know, people have different routes in comedy. He got very tired of being a broke comedian early on in the game <laughs> and used his creativity to find different ways to be in the media and still be in the game. I stuck to it and uh, just stayed broke for quite a while. Yeah, but you getting money now, bro. So, yeah, sure. Let's not talk about what I'm getting. <laughs> but right now, uh, you, you know, he's a great film director. He's a great storyteller. He's one of the intellects who I keep in my close circle whenever I need to just have, whenever I need someone to help me break down the deep thoughts I think about sometimes. So uh, please welcome Wale Okayodu. Olukayode. Oh, God damn. I knew I was going to so, burn it. Gave me, this guy gave Let me the biggest. Back. Let me run it back. gave me the biggest, like... Move to the I basketball, miss the layup. Olukayo day. <laughs> Olukayo day. It's fine. Yeah, We've it. been friends for like ten years. Ten years, huh? Ten. And I still butchered your last name. O D. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, Haitians can do that because, like, y- y'all names are like walking contradictions. Yeah. <laughs> Haitian names be sounding so fancy, and then you meet the nigga, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> All these hyphens for this? Yeah. <laughs> Jean Francois. Yeah, at least be lotion, Jean. You know? But anyway. Welcome to the show, bro. Thanks for doing it. Thanks hey, for rocking no with problem, me. Man. Of course, man. How yeah, you I mean, been? Life's good. Can't complain, man. Uh I'm like getting used to this like uh uh freelance life of like being busy for like one week and then having like three weeks off. <laughs> you live in the dream, man. You live like a European. You work like collectively. You work three months out the year. I know that's the weirdest shit, and I'm getting I'm getting used to that like lifestyle and just like trying to make the most of the time and not let it eat you up. Yeah, exactly, man. Because it's it's gonna. I feel like it it can, it can pick up. I'm like right now I'm in the like the the healthy spot of like what I like how much I can work. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, because Wale is one of the few people who I like, like I collab with and I write with, and like if I have a joke in my mind, I be like, "Yo, let me run this by you," and we'll be on the phone for hours talking jokes and just life. And Wale is running the entire time we're on the phone. I'm in my bed smoking weed. Wale is running while we're talking about jokes. He's just, ha, ha, yeah. So do this one, do that one. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Once again, it's like when you have too much time on your hands, it's like you kind of have to like be active and because like. The mind, my mind is like, if I don't, if I'm, if I'm not doing something, it could always, always go into like a, a go over a hill, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I would rather just be doing something, and then when it's time to like chill, I have time to chill because I did something early today. So what's the newest version of you chilling nowadays? Truly, my new version of me chilling is like, just like, vibing off to a podcast while like I'm in a, while like I'm in a like a like a athletic space. Like I'm just like working out or just like running and just doing something like 
that's that's like that's like beneficial to my body. Right. Now, early in the intro, I did mention that you're a filmmaker and a storyteller, and I don't want to jump around from different topics to topic, yeah. but uh, you're currently, you know, getting a lot of recognition for a lot of the projects you've been putting together yeah. in recent years, and uh, yeah, like how do you stay on top of that? Uh, one is like um, knowing what the industry wants and knowing what you want to be. Um, that's like the thing I'm constantly fighting with right now, right? Is that like I, I made a film that's gotten that's gotten places, right? And pe- more people want more of that. And I'm oh yeah, plug your film by the way. Let the people know you. Uh, yeah, I have a film called Home. It's on currently on Apple TV. Um, uh, you search Home Roger Ross Williams. Um, he like helped me out and just like basically put it on this platform, and um, a lot of people are seeing it. And like it was, it screened. Uh, it won Austin Film Festival. It won. Um, it won Tide Film Festival. It won. Uh, it won that. Uh, damn, I keep. I've, it was over two years ago. I'm happy it, but like you so won. humble about this. Ain't no base in your voice when you dropped this. Yeah, it won this. I'd have been like, yeah, it won this and that. Yeah. Well, that's it. I'm. I'm learning that like, I can't be humble about the past shit. I can't. I, I'll. I'll learn to be humble about the past shit because like the future for me is like it still, still gets. It still is like oh, it's still unsure. So like I'd rather be like. I did this, but also like have new things that I'm currently working on. It's like you only good at like the last shot you made. I feel like Steph Curry, uh, you know, like Steph Curry turns away before he makes a shot. Yeah, they say greatness <laughs> has short memory. Yeah, exactly. It's like like I saw Steph Curry shoot the ball and just turn like he basically pointed and then turned around before the ball went in. I was like, I, I want to be like that. Just like shoot something and just turn around. Next thing, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Now, one thing about your journey that I love a lot because it's one thing that uh we both have in common is that like we both have that well i'm gonna figure it out i'm gonna mm-hmm. figure out a way and comedy is very annoying in the sense that like it takes a while before you get good before you get recognized yeah. before you get paid it takes yeah. a lot yeah. and wale was really not feeling like all the uh just everything that comes along with it yeah. and not to say that he doesn't love telling jokes wale is very funny he loves to tell jokes but Wale also understood that he had so many different skills and so many different things to offer the world that like he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna just come back to he's he realized that like you could just be famous and do comedy. So he was like, I'm gonna go be creative, go make films, go tell stories that the world loves, and then get my shit up and that way I could just show up and do the comedy I wanna do the way I want to. Yeah. And like what what is it about your your upbringing? What is it about your experiences in life that even allowed you to even be so ballsy to say that like I'm gonna circumvent this? Um can I curse on this? Yeah. Yeah. Can I curse? Okay. First of all, it's my show. Yeah, it's my show. I'm like, I have producers. I'm like, I just want to be that person for you. Like, oh, because I, I don't like, I, I don't suck dick. So it's like, you you know this. You know what I mean by that. Like, 100%. Is that like, he doesn't mean literally. He means like, he doesn't kiss unnecessary ass. Or yeah. Like, yeah. You know. And I, when, I, when I realized that you had to like, it's not about like how talented you are, because there's a bunch of talented people. Who just wasn't getting the recognition? Is that they didn't they just didn't kiss enough ass to get to like the stages they wanted to? And I was like, I don't want to have to like have a supervisor to be basically choose whether I succeed or not. I could just create some shit, right? I could create some shit and then let's like circumvent this whole stuff. And it's like I don't want to be that creator who yeah, just. Yeah, and then to- it's like yeah, I I completely one hundred percent agree with you because. It's one thing to even have to kiss ass. And then, like, you look at the people who are, like, quote unquote, the gatekeepers. Exactly. In the New York comedy scene, you're like, ah, I beat y'all niggas up way before I fucking compliment a whack joke you gave. Exactly. 
Exactly. Like, I knew I had to play that game, and I just didn't want to do it, bro. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And I'd rather, here's what I would do, though. I'd rather just, like, create, like, a good film. Like, I'll create a good film and invite all of my people who I know, who I know who are super talented, to be in my film, right? Um, get them paid, get them recognition. And then when I create something else, it's like I'm basically creating a, like, fostering, like, a relationship with the people, yeah. creating a space with the people. They don't ever have to kiss my ass. Most of the people who I'm friends with, like, we don't ever have to get along long. But, like, as long as we, like, come to the basis of, like, hey, this is bullshit. At the, this is all bullshit at the end of the day. We can, like... We can still create something like it's you and us I have, against them. Yeah. yeah, you and I have like arguments all the time, and like you think like we hate each other. Nah, the next day we like still cool. I look forward to our debates <laughs> yeah. because first of all, like while it first off in episode one, I like I talked about our debates a lot in this yeah. on this podcast, yeah. where I spent a lot of time talking with you and debating with you about why it's okay comedians for comedians to make jokes about gay people and trans people, yeah. and Wale is the person that enlightened me to really realize where my train of thought was wrong. Yeah. So like I always look forward to our fucking yeah. discourse because I know I'm gonna leave it. Grown, yeah, I'm grow from it. We we all have to grow from each other. From like we we grow from discourse. We grow from like dislike, and it's like if we can have that, that's the basis of like a friendship for me. Because it's like yeah, man. Because Wale, yo, <laughs> Wale is the one person in the world who like present an argument to me. He'll he'll give me the complete opposite of what I'm on. But he presents it in a manner where it's like, well, I don't feel like this guy hates me. Like let's just really <laughs> talk about it. And it's like yeah, like yeah. I'm lucky for us to be friends, man. Because like you like you've allowed me uh, the ability to like really look at look back at my own train of thought and realize where I'm wrong and where like yeah. things like my insecurities could lead me to be in the wrong side of an argument. Yeah, you and I both grew up in Brooklyn, so like you you represent for me like basically like my childhood friends who like who like have who come from something like who just like basically like spit out what their neighborhood gives them, right? Yeah. And when I'm talking to you, I can see like, oh, you your base is what the neighborhood gave you. You're trying to understand it, but you're just having trouble understanding that. Yeah. So like I'm like, all right, cool. This is like something I dealt with. So like, let me like try to like talk to you about this because like, there there have been times where I'm like, where in my my past I was like, oh shit, that was a homophobic thought. That was a homophobic thing I just said just now. Yeah. That was like a, that was like something that was like not cool. That was very misogynistic, and I had to like kind of I had to unlearn that stuff. So like when I see somebody who come from the same places where I came from, still like having those debates and having those struggles. I'm like, listen, here's where I come from. Here's where I here's the books that I've read. Here's the like the here's the things that I've ingested. I think you should ingest it too because the places, even though the places like we grew up with, like we don't want to demonize those people as like homophobic because they are like like they're beautiful people yeah. at the end of the day, but they're just a circumstance. They're just like a the product of their circumstance. Yeah. And we're, we we come from that. You and I both come from that. So like I would rather like have this discussion with you because Nigga, you know how to you gotta learn how to move in a room full of vultures. Yeah. That's real. That's real, for real. Yeah, man. It's just like Yeah, with me and you like while he's from East New York, I'm from Flatbush, so it's like those are two different sides of Brooklyn, but they're very similar in like yeah, yeah. with the actions what's going on out there. And then like, we're also first generation kids who are like I'm know, actually not first generation. Your parents were your parents I was born I was still born there, so like my kid will be first generation. You were oh wow. Yeah. I did not even know that. Yeah, I was born there, so it was like I spent like the first seven years there. So when I came here, that's when I had to like get the. Wale's Nigerian, by the way. Shout out to my my Niger people. They know my name. They know my name. <laughs> they, they know exactly where I'm from. They know what region I'm from. Like the people who are listening to a Nigerian, be like, oh, that's, he's from Lagos. He's from he's from this place. Yeah, yeah, we have that. This, okay, we have that. Skirt. Quick smoke break here. If you ever want to hear about Hollywood news, make sure you check out nstars.com. E-N-S-T-A-R-Z dot com. N-Stars.com. 
I was watching the Super Bowl, and they had this commercial for a Google Pixel phone. And the whole catch is it's a phone that makes black people look way clearer, more prominent in photos. Shit is wild disrespectful. Keep it 100 with you is wild disrespectful. I'm going to keep it even realer with you. I personally have been waiting for this invention for quite a while. All right? I was like, well, if we keeping it real, I've been waiting for this. But this is the problem about the ad. I'm not even mad that the camera exists. I think it's a dope idea. It's the way the advertisement starts. It starts off with that sad Google music that like, nah, nah, nah. Apple uses the same, I think they're using the same producer. It's like this sad time to get emotionally involved in what we're talking about, music. And then out of nowhere, the first words are, people with dark skin. Like, I got so triggered. It like reminded me, like, because I'm young, you know, like I, when I was young, I got teased a lot for being dark. It just brought me back to kindergarten. Like, all I heard, like, at the family gathering when we were all chilling, <laughs> watching the Super Bowl, was, hey, Blackie! That's what I really heard. That's what Google screamed at me in front of my family. And I, it just reminded me being like, a kid in elementary getting teased and like roasted for being dark. And like the worst thing was I was young and never had no roast. It's, it's hard growing up in New York City public school and you ain't got no roast jokes back. It's just people hitting you. It was rough. But like, that's, but like, yeah, man, it was just, and it was wild. Like I started recognizing people in the commercial. I was like, I know this black man. Cause <laughs> man, growing up, in this tech, in this technology, in this world, man, like you had to really learn how to take photos. When I was in college, I had I made photographer friends who helped me understand that you don't want to take any photos without a backlit. That's when the light is behind you. Then I got older, started dating bad bitches. Then I learned what it was to find your light. Okay, find your light. Different techniques. You know, whatever. Just saying, man. Google, y'all gotta do better. Who is in y'all focus groups? Who like? Who, like, when y'all running these ideas, because this is an expensive ad. I'm starting to think that outrage marketing is a real thing. Like, market by getting people tight. Because I'm telling you, I was tight for three seconds. And then in the back of my mind, I was like, I've been waiting for this to come out for years. <laughs> it's like, hey, yo, black ass. You're listening to an N-Stars production. You did Productively Stone recently. Yeah. How'd you enjoy your experience on it? I loved it. Um, It was great. Uh. Uh, I tried out a bunch of new material. That, and it was like, all going over. Like you, ain't, you ain't have a dumb moment. Yeah, I ain't have a dumb moment. But like, I, I still wish I like could work out some of those jokes and like still like massage those jokes. But like the things that yeah, I feel like you kind of noticed it too is that like when you do oh when I did my own material like the the thing clicked on it. I was like yeah. oh yeah this is the shit that like I kind of gave up on like, and I was like I feel comfortable with this shit. But also like I want to feel I feel like that productively song set was basically me just what's the word I want to put me just like. Like finding out like other places like where other jokes can grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely were having a good time up there. And uh, Wale is forever one of the flyest niggas I've known. So Wale goes up <laughs> on stage with a with like we're indoors. He has like a Leatherman jacket on, <laughs> a, a beanie hat. I'm like Wale's doing his set and then undressing like he's a rapper halfway through his set. I was like, okay, Wale, feel the vibes. Yeah, I mean that's that's good. But like, hold on, I I'm glad you noticed that though because it's like my thing I've been working on like on stage is like. Basically doing things like multitasking. Comedians don't know how to multitask. It's like, it's like you ever see a comedian put the like the mic on the mic stand? 
It's yeah. like you can hear it. It's like, yo, bro, you already you already lost me the actor thing. <laughs> yeah, Wale, yeah, Wale is a terrorist. Wale's the Russian judgment come to us. What me and Wale talking about Kami one day, he goes out of nowhere. Oh yeah, by the way, get better fitting jeans. <laughs> <laughs> your jeans look terrible on stage. I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, your jeans look yuck. I was like, all right, thanks, Wale. No, it's not me hating. It's me like <laughs> I didn't say he was hating. I yeah. just wasn't even ready. Nah, 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 nah. Because it's like when people think I was hating, I was like, nah, bro. I can tell you exactly what what kind of jeans to get, what kind of thing. Because it's like the small things matter. And y'all, like, you're you're basically comedy is about. And I thought I dressed nice. He's you like, do dress nice. He's like, your jeans look terrible. <laughs> you do dress nice, but the thing is that you don't pay attention to the detail. And I'm just like, eh, you got to pay attention to the most little, the smallest detail ever. And that's just me. And in a moment like this, this is when me and Wale start roasting each other. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think such a smallest detail. I'm like, when's the last time you lotioned your beard? That's a, that's interesting. I'm still learning how to do that. Ah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for pointing that out. I'm still learning how to do that. So like, there's like there's like there's like things that I have that don't really work, and I'm just like, damn, I thought this was nice, but it's like, nah. I see, I saw some dude who like. Uh, I saw some dude with like the, the the holographic beard. His shit was shining. I'm like, yo, bro, what's good? Gonna... He ain't want to give me the serum. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm Indian. I got Indian in my family. It's me. Yeah, this, this is how I do it. Exactly. Growing up in Flatbush, my Jamaican barber told me if I ever wanted my beard to grow, I had to. He go, you have to put pum pum juice on your face like so. <laughs> and slapped his cheeks like it was aftershave. That's the fuck out of here. Yeah, that that like... ass. He, he ain't never lied. Look at my beard. Ah, it's your fire, bro. It's your fire, bro. <laughs> Question for you though. What's up, man? Alright, so like, what is like? I, I don't. I want to get to the next step of comedy. What does like the next step of comedy look for you? Because it's like, the things that slowly and surely, like slowly, your your complaints are starting to look like starting to look like humble brags. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, a little bit. sound like humble. What was the last thing I complained around that sounded like a humble brag? No, no, you, you, I complain to Wale quite often. Yeah, so. yeah, but like, uh, it's like, oh man, I'm just a, I'm just a touring comedian, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I'm just a, I'm just a touring comedian, man. Like, it's like I want to, I want a job. I'm just like, bro, you good? And then like, you hit me up with some news today. I'm not going to see the news. All right, but like, I was like, I was like, oh, like you. <laughs> Me being a touring comedian, like first off, I, I like I will admit I am living my dream. I yeah. love touring. Yeah. I love telling jokes in different cities. I yeah. love traveling. Yes, okay, cool. absolutely. Okay. I think I at the, in that conversation in that context, I think I was so my I want my own tour. I get that. I get that. Yeah. But it's but oh, still but, I was I was complaining. Yeah, you was complaining. I was yeah. like, damn, like. But that's also like where our minds constantly goes to. Like when we like don't notice our progress, we kind of like look at what we don't have. And I feel like once again, like you have a lot and. Yeah, that I I am constantly like I am trying to always remind myself to like instead of complaining or looking forward to what's new, I just, I just be like I should grow in where I'm at right now and make sure I master everything I got going on. Exactly, because right like once again, you have like you have time right now on your side. You basically can like you basically can grow like a mushroom before the world before the world fully 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 sees you. Like, yeah, and, and that's what we at right now, man. I'm trying yeah. to step up my whole shit. Exactly, so set up those tapered on your pants, man. Like you gotta you gotta step that up. <laughs> Tapers in my pants, yeah, man. This baggy, this this boot cut denim is nuts. That's, that's crazy behavior. Boot cut denim. That's like the black the black uptowns of pants. Yeah, boot cut. <laughs> boot cut denim or anything with like with like a patch that's already patched up it was like, nah, man, get this guy out of here. Yeah, it's like ripped, but it already like covered up. Like, nah, this is nuts. While they stopped wearing jeans a long time ago, while they only wear corduroy, yeah. khakis, and. 
and joggers, joggers. I like joggers as well too. Yeah, Wale. Clearly, denim is for broke niggas. No, no, no. I like, I like, I like, I like jeans. But like, slowly, I'm realizing that like, like as as like as I like work out, like the, the pants, it just doesn't fit. Like the, it doesn't feel comfortable for me. So like, I see when I, I see some good jeans. You know, what's slowly making a comeback. Nudie jeans. Comeback, nigga. I'm wearing nudies now. I know. That's fine. They've never been gone. No, no, they, they've been gone for a while. They've been, like, <laughs> they've been gone for a while. That's just the hood letting people tell them what's popping. Like I, I, I shot. Nah, I, I, nah, nah. I, I knew, I, I knew nudie jeans was going like to shit when like they started selling it at like Century Twenty One and shit like that. See, all right, look, yeah, that's for whatever reason. Once you start hitting Century, shit is going left on the business side. But they were still quality jeans. <laughs> they were. They were. They, they are. They that are. That was my move. What? <laughs> Nigga, I used to go to Century. I'll be 17. That was, nah, bro. That was not the wave. Yeah, I'll be. I'll go to the one in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. I would go with it. They would have all the European brands, but it would, it would be like off. It would be yeah. like Versace, but it'd be a button up instead of like. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, I'll buy a Versace button up, nigga. Be on Flappers waiting to get robbed. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, like, uh, also like the uh, the Ivizu jeans are coming back as well, too. Ivizu. You remember the 21 Pockets? I see, like, Ivizu, the, I see Ivizu jeans every once once every quarter. I see somebody wearing a pair of Ivizus. I'll be like, y'all gonna stop this. <laughs> and even, I, I like, even though I like Japanese denim. 21, 21, 21 uh, 20, uh, 20, uh, like century, 21, 21st century. Uh, century 21 had Ivizus as well, too. Yeah, Century 21 is where you get like, Century 21 is where you get like the, the ripped version of the shit you've been trying to get. Like, you get a ball main shirt, but like one sleeve a little longer than the other. Yeah, I remember like they had, they were like the first, per, they were like, they had polo shirts for like $10, like back, like, yeah. like official Ralph Lauren shit. I remember Century started carrying ice cream and I thought I came up. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> they had nothing but the worst pieces. Yeah. Yo, that's the other thing. Century will have a name brand you was looking for, but they'll have the worst pieces. Oh, that, oh, that. Oh, yeah, that. it'll be like the neon green hoodie. It's like, what am I do <laughs> with a ball made neon green hoodie? <laughs> Wear it. <laughs> and then you go to school, like three other people got that same shit on because they yeah, saw the same. We shit. all went to Century. <laughs> and that was life for me, man. That was life for me. What growing up, like as a kid of an immigrant, man, like my mother used to, like my mother wouldn't only find like knockoffs, she would find knockoffs of the knockoff. Yeah. You remember Paco? Yeah. One time my mother found some jeans called Mako. <laughs> and niggas. Caught me in in lunch wearing yeah. these jeans. And niggas like, oh, this nigga work at Mako. He a, he a mechanic. Niggas gave me help. It's funny. And then like, and then my mother, I, well, I came home crying. My mom was like, all right, fine. Then she went to 28th and Broadway in Manhattan. And if you don't know about 28th and Broadway, that's where like all the Africans are selling fake knockoff clothes. Like you get a jersey, you get a Lacoste yeah. sweater, you get all, you get it all. You get Leafs. You get all the drip. <laughs> Levi's. Yeah, for ten dollars. Yeah. My mother came back with some Tommy Hilfiger jeans. Them shits had the biggest patch on them. Them uh, niggas roasted me again. Yo, like this is three weeks now. I'm I'm just full depressed now. <laughs> so my mother's like, yo, what do I gotta do? To, you know, so we found some. We found a heavenly place called Marshalls, nigga. Uh. It was a compromise. Best place, best place. Yes. Best place. They had the real legit stuff. Yeah. But it was just like, but even then, I was just dressed like a dad. Like yeah. the shit that Marshalls would have, the pieces of Marshall had, just like button ups that you didn't want to wear. Yeah, exactly. They always had like some shit like you got to search for. Like, you got to go on the mission and search yeah. for the shit. But I was, it was just me and my immigrant mom. We definitely got time to search. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, you know, 
You, you ever have like you ever see the U.S. Polo Assassination Association? Yeah, that that got cut out quick. But no, 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 no. They had a flagship store in had Paris. nigga. They still do in Times Square. Yeah, that shit. It's like like what thing? Like it's like are, do people do people, do people really think this is real? Like how is this? Yo, I, 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 I thought like it's, it's a, a brand. It's, it's a, a name brand. It's, it's a front. Up. I thought it was a front money. Like <laughs> it's a front brand for drugs. It's like, <laughs> like who the fuck still wears that? U.S. Polo Association. <laughs> U.S. Polo Association. Assassination. It's like that's a yes, assassination. Portobello. <laughs> <laughs> these are all fronts. Mattress first. These are all fronts. These are all fronts. <laughs> these are all. These are all fronts for people trafficking women. They're all trafficking women. Mattress firm got real crackhead energy. It's like, Yo, it's like a one on like every two blocks. He's like, how many mattresses? How many people are buying mattresses? I don't know. I've had mine for like two years now. It's like first off, a mattress is like a ten year purchase. Where oh, yeah. you think it's going? I know exactly right. Where y'all going? Also. I say that a ten year purchase. We say that as poor people. Yeah, I, that is kind of that is kind of wild. I don't. When have you ever owned anything for ten years? I've never a car. I don't have a car for ten years. I have. I have I, that is pretty poor to think. In my mind, a bet is for more like a five year, five year, six year. But like people don't care about that shit. They're like, all right, cool. This is comfy. I'm sleeping on it. Nah, I care. Yeah. As you as you grow in taste though, as you grow in taste, as your back as I grow in pocket, as your as your back gets more uh, uncomfortable with money. <laughs> Listen, to my producer in the background, like that's the one, that was the bar. My producer, like, <laughs> are we? Hold on. So like, purchasing because I'm I'm in the middle of like purchasing a mattress now, right? It's like the things that you should spend money on, like spend money on, are couches, beds. And and a coffee well, for me a coffee maker because like those are the three things that like you spend most time with and like it's like yeah you got yeah you got cash out on your bed you gotta make sure you're right and the couch too the couch is the most important thing because I have like a and it's a, important for men to do this because women with all this information is going in one ear and out the other because women already know to do the best dudes single men they don't. Like, we, Niggas will just sleep on a cot, be like, "This ain't it." Like, nah, fam, nah, this is not it. Cause it's like, I think, I think. I'm, uh, funny thing is, like, I got a, I got a bed for, I got a bed. Uh, I got, I bought like the most expensive bed I ever purchased, right? But I, I still live with my mom's, right? This is when you can still live with your mother and purchase a bed, right? This is right. like maybe like eleven years ago, twelve years ago, right? And then I basically moved out the next year, and my mom was just like, "You just keeping that bed in here, right?" Are you keep. <laughs> She's like, I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm taking this bed with me to a new spot. She said, no, you gotta keep that bed in here. It was like a thing of like, if I'm gonna leave the bed, either leave the room for a new person, they can't buy a new bed. Why not? This is like, it's like a thing. It's like, it's like a it's, thing for who? It's like Nigerians, Nigerians as well. Like, Are you sure your mom didn't just finesse you out of bed? Well, she probably did, but like, you know, Nigerians. Like, yeah, I, but I think like, <laughs> she let me, she let me move out. She let me move out. Let you move out? No, nah, no, nah, that's that's a that's a real thing. Nigerian mothers, Nigerian parents don't, you can't move out until you're married. Right. Yeah, you can't move out until you're married. But she let me move out before that. Yeah, because Wale, you was outside with it, man. Yeah, but also I barely came home. But like that bed, I, I go she back. Was to, she was tired of hearing you bust break backs at her house. She like, what in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's funny shit. Like, you can tell a girl's been through it when she knows like how to like, when she know how to like stop the noise before you do. <laughs> when, when she been getting piped down at people's mother's house too, she like, no, no, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she like, she like had a, had a girl, had a girl like one time, I was like, I was bringing her back, right, and like the, the, the my, my, my headboard kept hitting the wall. She's like, fuck. She's like, I know what to do. I was, I was, I was like, fuck. 
Or she's like, all right, she took a pillow, she's like two pillows, put it in back of the, the headboard. That's what I like to see. <laughs> and, That's right. And Help like, me hoe out together. Yeah, she like knew exactly what to do. I'm like, yo, this. I'd have came right then and there. All right, on that note, <laughs> guys, this has been a great episode of PS a podcast. This has been my close friend, Wale Ukaludu. Still uh, said my name wrong. Yeah, do it. Reginald, uh, Reginald Jean-Pierre. All right, first off, that's... <laughs> Let is... the people know where to find you. My name is Adewale Ukaide. My, uh, my stage name is Wale Ukaide. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at ScreenplayWale. Uh, my website is Adewale Ukaide. A-D-E-W-A-L-E. Last name O-L-U-K-A. Y-O-D-E. Um... Uh, Wale is a genius and you guys should all know about him and keep up with his storytelling thank you for coming to do the podcast bro, bro. Bye, bro. we not about to go to war we not about to go to war America don't want to see Russia cause China backing up Russia but even outside of that America don't want to see Russia cause Russians are the blackest white people those are the most thug white people they come from a communist country they grow up learning how to hustle the system like, like, what do you think? What do you think niggas in the hood started like learn how to scam from Russians? We all got a Russian friend in Brooklyn. Your Russian friend go anywhere with you. Go to any hood party, like yo, Sergey. We gonna go to East New York. Shit might get a little rough. This is not the problem. I'm like, what? Come on. Fuck was I worried about? We out. Come on. Sergey got the blicky on him. We out. I ain't going to war with Russia, cause Russia mean it. America be talking, and America's done it. America's definitely done it. But Russia's like, so? And like that said, China right there. China, they sugar daddy. China like, yo, I got that. Don't even worry about that. Run amok. I got that covered. Ain't going to war. We chilling, man. Every every couple months, Putin got to let niggas know how to wild out. Every couple months, move like, ah. And then, you know, he go back to chilling. Yeah, he just starts shaking the table on him. Putin just letting people know. He just like, it's like prison. New president in town, you got to let him feel your force, your presence. Donald Trump, I, I don't know if Donald Trump was scared or he respect Putin, but he wasn't really. He's like, I see you. <laughs> but Biden, you know, I don't know what's up with y'all. Biden don't even do nothing. He's like, yeah, but we well. Barack tried to give him the stare down. Barack tried to give him the it's on site look like. I'm not scared of your light skin ass nigga. Oh. Slap the white side of you. Anyway, say all that to say that we not going to war with Russia, man. We ain't going to war with Russia. We chilling. P.S. A Podcast is produced by Junius Valentine, sound engineer Adam Mock, and written by Reg Thomas. You've been listening to an N-Stars production.